I've been waiting on this. Yeah. All of this disorder, no address, and the crown is broken in pieces, but there's more in my possession. There's a whole lot in my possession. Who do you really love? Well, that's sure to be in question. My Mount Rushmore is me with four different expressions. What's up, man? We're back in the break room. It is me, Charles Carter the Third. Here with my boy Evan Schumard, man. So, what's going on, bro? Hey, we're just out here, you know, living life, loving Christ. Right, man. Okay, so uh, we were just talking about something like two seconds ago, right before we even turned to um, start recording. But uh, we talking about breakfast, right? So, yes. You said dinner is your favorite meal of the day, but like you love breakfast food. Yes, like I can eat breakfast for dinner. With no hesitation. Okay, so I'm 100 there for that. Same. Okay, hold on. side question, side question. Okay, so when you order breakfast food, mm. which drink do you get with it? Like I know some people get like regular drinks like lemonade or Sprite or Coke, or some people get orange juice or apple juice. Like it's yeah. one of the two. Yeah, you know what I mean. But most places don't do like orange juice as a refill. Mm. That'd be my problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. That so, part. Yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> I need that refill. Right. Facts, 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 facts. Okay. The Waffle House I'll be going to sometimes, the guy, he kind of be hooking me up with, like, because I get in there so early after work, it'd be like, sometimes it'd be like before, it'd be like six in the morning if I get off early, you know what I mean? Or it's like, side note. Bro, I got off at like 8 30 tonight, this morning. Like, okay, anyway. Godspeed. All right. Okay. So sometimes I get in there early, he hooks me up with like free refills or orange juice. You know what I mean? And oh, so, yeah. like, that's so clutch. That's yeah. so clutch. And so. Yeah, tip that young man every time. <laughs> you, you're an orange juice person? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. But, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to say this. I know there's a huge debate between, like, apple juice and orange juice, but grape juice is the most slept on juice. Let grape me just juice? say that. Grape juice goes hard. If you don't like grape juice, then, then something wrong with you. Grape? <sighs> yes, okay, okay. Gonna... Okay, maybe I'm confusing grape juice for cranberry juice. Oh, now, now, cran grape or like cran apple. Okay, cran that apple. goes hard. Yeah, cran, cran apple slaps. Yeah, cran yes, apple slaps. Yes, yes, okay, 100%. cran apple slaps. Okay, I'm confusing grape for cran apple. I mean, not cran apple, cranberry. Yeah. I'm like, if you drink cranberry juice, you must have kidney problems or, you know, yeah, you have you a hard time. Yeah, you must be like 75 years old. Type, you know what I mean? And so, and so, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I, I haven't got grape juice in so long, though. Yeah, so I, I went on like ask, a, a year plus drought of grape juice. And then a couple months ago, man, I got me some grape juice and I said, ooh. <laughs> That's it right there. Yep, That's it yep. right there. Okay, okay. That's him. <laughs> okay, so you a waffle or a pancake person? I, I honestly have no preference. Mm. I do not care. Hmm. They're huh. the same thing to me. Huh. Like people would, would literally die for a waffle instead of eating a pancake. I'm like, I'm, I'm just hungry. See, Feed me. I, I definitely choose this. I'm definitely a pancake because you can like do stuff too. I mean, you can do stuff to waffles too, I guess. Yeah. But it's, it don't hit the same to me. Like I don't, I, I'm weird with that. Like I, I will say I, I do enjoy like a nice, like thick, fluffy, like pancake, like where the outsides are like still crispy. Yeah. You know, so, oh, yeah. 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 That, 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 that goes in right there. Talk about it, man. Um, also, okay. Last thing about the, uh, breakfast food. So breakfast sandwiches. So one of the best breakfast sandwiches to me have to be like Whataburger. Okay, yes, the honey honey butter honey chicken, butter biscuit. chicken biscuit. Yes, that's pressure. It's big, it's big pressure. But uh, they also got the what's it called? The called? breakfast on a bun, breakfast on a bun sandwich, mm-hmm. and that go hard. And really, the only two things I get besides if unless it's like super late at night and I'm getting the Jack's late munchy meal thing. The oh yeah yeah yeah, I know what chicken about. and tater milk. That thing go hard too, and so I've never had that. But that is big pressure. Okay, okay, I'm gonna put you on, put you on. Get, get that, and you do you know about the secret sauce for the tacos? Nah, honestly, bro, I don't eat Jack in the Box really 
because of like just the amount of just unholy amount of trans fats they have absolutely, in their food. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's so greasy. So if I'm gonna eat bad, I'm I'm gonna go to Whataburger. I feel or that. something like that. You know, the only reason I get Jack in the Box is literally just for that. Like, it's because it's super late, or like there's no. I don't feel like driving like an extra two miles for Whataburger. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least where I live, like Jack in the Box is. You can find more of them closer to each other than you can a Whataburger to another Whataburger. Oh, that makes okay. sense. So, you know, they're just easy to kind of... Being it closer from my job to my house, you know what I mean? So it's just it's like... Just more it's, it's just more convenient for It's just more convenient. I used to hate that when I get the Jack in the Box bag, it's so wet with grease. Like, they used to kind of piss me off a little bit. I'm like, bro, it's so... Yeah, bro, you don't even want to, like, put it on your seat. I'm like, I'm not trying to stain this Exactly, thing. man, exactly. Put this it, on the floor. <laughs> bro, exactly. You already know what I'm getting at. And so, man, let's go and get into it, man. So, the show for today, we'll talk about some NBA, some NFL. We're not going to get so super specific. Some USC preseason with the NFL. I just knocked the charger out of uh, off my computer. It's all good, though. Did it break? No. Okay, made it. Yep. Okay, we made it. We are 99%, so I ain't Oh, man, we good. Yeah, yeah, we good. <laughs> but, yeah, man, for first going into the NBA with the Summer League game, we talked about uh, talking about the number one draft pick, K. Cunningham, versus the number two overall pick, Jalen Green, selected by your own, your very own Houston Rockets. So, Cunningham had a game of 20 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Jalen Green had a, a game of 25 points, five rebounds, and three assists. But with the eye test... Who would you say more so won that matchup when they did match up? Because sometimes they weren't even on each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely go with Cade Cunningham. I feel like he, first off, he, he's more of a smooth operator offensively. Mm. And Jalen Green, not not to say that he, he he doesn't know how to run offense, but he's just more like that, that dog type. Yeah. You know, he's a little more like Russell Westbrook. And when I look at Cade Cunningham, I see a little bit more of like CP3, you know, more patient and stuff mm. like that. So they're, they're great in their own respective ways. But Cade Cunningham just – really was just going straight at uh, Jalen Green in the first half. Took him to the rack a couple times, was getting buckets on him down low. He had a step back three on him that was pretty disgusting. And then, I don't know if you saw it, but Green went to go pull up on a jumper, and Cade Cunningham just came from the back and just blocked him. And I was like, oh, that's not good. But, yeah, I mean, like both of them put put up good numbers, especially for um, you know the limited minutes that they were playing in a summer league game. So I think that uh, Cade Cunningham won the one-on-one matchup, but Jalen Green won the game. So it's like, hey, what do you value more in that instance? Yeah. And also, so with with that, like so with the Otis, you would say Cade Cunningham, and I agree with you that Cade Cunningham kind of won that matchup. Even though Jalen Green had better stats, overall stats for the game, for their, their individual teams, Detroit and Houston, I was kind of thinking like, well, who would I – am I happy with the selection? No, I mean, they kind of couldn't – Nothing can be done about it now, of course, because mm-hmm. Cave was definitely going to Detroit and once they kind of made up their mind and Jalen was going to the Rockets. But if I could go back and switch, like, would I would I do it anyway or would I just be happy with how it is? Mm. So if you were in the Rockets position, because I know there was a lot of rumors saying that they were trying to trade up to number one, mm. would you have, based off just what you saw last night, would you rather, are, are you comfortable with the Jalen Green selection or would you rather they had traded up to get Cade Cunningham? The way the Rockets are constructed right now, I think I would have went. I, I think I would have traded up to try to get Kay Cunningham. Not, but that's not. That's me not knowing what it would have took to get there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you would have had to sacrifice whatever you have, of course not. That's too much. But because Jalen Green isn't that far off. You know what I mean? They're both great players and have a high ceiling. You know. But if I could go back and switch anything up, Jalen Green has a motor. Like 
that's the one thing that people kind of question about Kay Cunningham is does he, you know, yes, he's smooth. Yes, he can ball. Uh, but sometimes it looks like eh, he's not even trying. And sometimes people say about when the game comes easy to people, mm-hmm. it can look like they're not trying because it just comes naturally. You yeah. know, so, I mean, I'm not there with him in practice. I don't really see – I haven't really seen quite enough just yet. So, it's kind of hard for me to just say on that. But I do love Jalen Green's motor. I think it's great for Houston, them being a young squad. But as far as, like, I don't know what the Rockets are thinking or Raphael Stone is thinking about if they're going to trade for stars, you know what I mean, in the future, or are they going to kind of just build these young core up and for a better team later on down the line. If they weren't going to stay with a young core and move later on down the line, then I would stay with Jalen Green. But if you're going to trade and move around for some superstar players like now and try to make yourself a win-now team, I want K. Cunningham. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, his game kind of – it looks like it fits smoother with other pieces who have a more, you know – Yeah, I feel like, like you said, I feel like he would just fit better with veterans in that case. Exactly. So that would be, like, my only, like, issue or concern I would have, like, just whatever whatever the plan is moving forward for the team. Mm Detroit, I feel like you couldn't lose with either one because you basically have nothing. To oh yeah, lose. I mean you're starting from it, both organizations are starting from the bottom right yeah, now. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, hey, regardless, both of them have great stars that I feel like everybody knew coming into the draft that they were going to be those types of guys. Yeah, it's just great to see it. I mean, it's great for the sport. Facts, it's facts. great for the city of Houston as well. Facts. And speaking of uh, like great for the sport, man. So Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. If you didn't know, Isaiah Thomas isn't in the NBA. He's in a crossover league, uh, what's well, called a crossover league. He dropped 81 points in a crossover league. Um, he's also bounced around in a few different leagues, too, before that. I can't remember the exact name of them, but it was like two other leagues, and he also set scoring records for those, too. One was like a 60-something point game. Another was like a 50-some point game. And so he's kind of steadily been increasing. Anyway, somebody had caught him after, caught him after the game, and he was kind of getting uh, emotional about – you know, he was saying that the league, the NBA, kind of gave up on him, right? Mm-hmm. So, with the eighty-one point game, do you think that's going to raise any kind of eyebrows for him? I, I really hope it does, because it seems like he is starting to get the mellow treatment, where people think that yeah, man, that he was can't terrible. hoop anymore and everything. And Kendrick Perkins actually, uh, I saw it on Twitter earlier, and that's what made me bring this up. Kendrick Perkins has said the problem I have with some of the NBA front offices is that they overthink things too much. Isaiah Thomas is a damn bucket. Remember Carl Mellon Anthony made a lot of people look crazy when he got back into the NBA? It'll be the same thing with IT. Carry the hell on. Yeah. I I can't help but agree with uh, K. Perk right there because Isaiah Thomas, last time we saw him really play not even completely healthy in the NBA was when he was on the Celtics in this right right when he got his uh, hip injury and then that kind of just derailed everything from there. Dude was at 5'9", giving you 30 a night. And his sister died in that playoff series. And then he turned around and played his heart out, bro. And, man, I don't remember how much he put up that game, but he put up a good amount that game. So Isaiah Thomas definitely deserves to be in this league. I just don't know if it's the kind of like Kendrick Perkinson, you know, the front office is overthinking things too much, trying to think from, like, too much of an analytical standpoint. But, hey, Isaiah Thomas, worst comes to worst, he can come off your bench give you some good points, orchestrate your offense, and you don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, he's somewhat of a liability on defense because he's 5'9", but 
Isaiah Thomas kind of has that mentality where he he's going to grind. He's going to work for every, every every single minute he's on the floor. He's going to work. So I don't think that they're, they're doing him right right now. I think that he definitely deserves another shot in the NBA. And uh, I saw a rumor earlier that the Los Angeles Lakers were interested in him as, you know, they've been interested in every single soul hey, to come across. I mean, hey, I've already spoke on that. But, you know, that, there's that for you. So take that how you want. And you know, Isaiah Thomas isn't even that. Well, he's 32 years old. And so he'll fit right in with the with the Lakers. Isn't their average age like 31? Yep. Hey. Hey, there we average go. age, and so I don't know what they're gonna do as far as like their point guard position. Like I said, I still think LeBron's gonna be there, and like you said, I hate, I almost hate, I almost say I hate talking about the Lakers, but like you said, I'm kind of getting tired of it too, man. Now when you when you brought that point up, they're interested in everybody. We want everybody to play for the Lakers, you know. So eh, I mean, if if that's the only team interested in Isaiah Thomas, I hope they do pick him up. He's a baller. You know what I mean? He did have, those, like you said, he had family issues, and that kind of contributed to, like, his, quote-unquote, lack of production on the court, mm-hmm. which anybody could understand. I mean, like, it's crazy that only, like, a few years later, now we have players taking time off mental health issues. So, you know, so versus then, that kind of would have been condemned a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy what a handful of years can, Bro, can do it, to a league. It, it literally changed everything. And so now, like, for people to talk about mental health or, like, the lack thereof or – Whatever I want to say, you're almost outcast or kind of shunned for kind of like disputing anybody who is even like addressing that with themselves, you know. So anybody who's saying they're struggling with it or whatever or things like that, we don't let those things slide anymore. If people who like address like, oh, they're not really going to them, they just they need to play better or whatever, whatever or anything like that. Like that's not a thing anymore in the NBA or in really too many sports at all. Yeah, that cancel culture will come for you real quick. Really quick, man. We've seen it with who's the last person that got canceled. Uh, last person I remember getting canceled. Uh, uh, well, the baby. The, the baby recent. is one of them. That's the most recent, probably. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that oh, that was ugly. <laughs> but he played himself. You know what I heard? You know what I heard about that? No, what I heard that he was supposed to. Uh, so people who don't know, the baby is a rapper. The baby, D A space B A B Y. So, um, is there ha- space in there? Yeah. I th- is it all the same? I think it might be one word. Oh. It might be one word. It, it, it might be one word. The baby. The baby. So <laughs> anyway, what happened? He said something about the. Um, he said some weird little thing in the. It is. Yeah. So to, to, to paraphrase, he he essentially made a comment about like you know shouting out to all the guys who are not up. Uh, Felatiating other men in the parking lot. Yeah, and uh, had had a couple comments to, about HIV and AIDS, and um, the LGBTQ community did not uh, take that very lightly. Yeah, and so everybody's just been ripping them. Facts. Right. I'll drop the audio in there too. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks. Put a cell phone light in the up, lady. If your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone light in the up. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. Let's be real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. So, you see how bad, it, like, what he said. And so, basically, like, uh, some of the um, tours he was supposed to, well, I don't say tours, but tours. Cons- yeah, yeah. yeah there's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but. I know what you're talking about. You know a, what I'm talking about. There's a uh, a, fra- uh, a festival. There festival, we go. There festivals, we go. Yeah. Festival, okay, okay. <laughs> festival he was supposed to be a part of. And so they said, I think some of the promoters or uh, managers or something like that said that if he was to issue a public apology, 
and you know they felt that it was and if they felt onto their own discretion that if it was genuine then they would keep him on for the festival tour etc cetera, etc cetera. but we've gotten the complete opposite of that <laughs> he did not do that at all nope. <laughs> he did not do that at all and so they dropped him and he's canceled it, that's just it hey gotta be careful what you say you man. gotta be careful you gotta be careful that, that, that cancel culture will come for you they do not play they are very strong out here. Very strong. But, hey, that's going to do it all for our first segment, man. We're going to be right back in the break room. Follow us on Twitter at The Break Room, H-O-U, and on Instagram at the.breakroom.podcast. Follow me at 3, the last underscore king. Follow my boy Evan at Evan Schumar TV. And so, man, we'll see you in the break room in a few minutes, man. Take it easy. Everybody back to the break room here with Charles Carter the third and your boy Evan Schumard right here on the mic. We were just talking about the baby and you know his uh, inflated ego, we can call that. And somebody who else that just had a you know their their, their mind was a little off when they made some decisions was Dennis Schroeder. This young man said that he wanted a hundred million. Hey, I want a hundred million. I want a hundred million. But guess what? Nobody wanted to give him a hundred million. The best offer that he got was from the Lakers was to return on a four-year, 80-plus million dollar extension. He said, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go out, test the market. Well, he just signed with the Boston Celtics for one year, $5.9 million. <laughs> Yeah, so I would just like to get your thoughts on that because if I lose like five or ten bucks, I feel like I have a hard time breathing. I couldn't imagine on missing out on $80 million. I, I I might just cease to exist after that point. Okay, you want me to tell you a funny story, bro? Yes. Okay. So I was at the gas station, right? I was at my favorite gas station because it's like two fifty nine for like it's cheap, cheap. So anyway, I'll put a forty in the tank, right? Anyway, people come by shooting, pop up shots, like shots run out. I'm pumping, like I have, it's like at fifteen dollars at at this point. I take off running to the other gas station across the street. I leave my truck there. I'm going to get every drop of gas. Like I need it all. Oh shit! I need it all. I need it all, bro. And so. Yeah, bro. I, I can't do, I cannot waste money. <laughs> like, I, I'm not the guy. I don't have enough of it to do that. And yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my friends call me the most frugal person they know. Bro. Hey. Bro. Like, <laughs> I, bro, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally over across the street hiding behind, like, uh, I'm like not in the store. But I'm like right outside by like the ice, like yeah. So you hide behind the ice, ice, the ice chest, bro, maybe by the ice chest, like looking at my truck, making sure nobody takes it. Like, I hate. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, is it almost done? Is it almost done? Then like the, the car, the car drives. I'm like, okay, I think I think it's been like ten minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I, that would be my concern is all right. When are they going to spin the block? Because yeah, yeah. I need to not be here for that, <laughs> bro. I'm like, well, I don't see anybody laying down over there. So. I don't see nobody crawling in the street or you know, screaming so, for help. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I didn't see anything, but you know, so thank God, right? Tank was full, so that all that really matters. But yeah, Dennis Schroeder just took quite possibly the biggest L of the twenty twenty one. Definitely, easily the biggest L. I don't know how you, and we were saying it earlier, bro. Like we said it earlier in a few shows that I don't know how you average around like what fifteen points. 3.5 rebounds, 
five, you know, almost six assists. You think that's cool? That's a that's a cool six man. You know, that's a decent. That's a gr- that's a great role player. Yeah, you know, but a hundred mil. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. You're not that guy, pal. You know what I mean? Like you're not that guy. You're not that guy. And so, yeah, bro. I can't. I can't to get five point nine mil after you go. You know, test the market. Yeah, I don't know how your pride look feels after that. Like, how do you look? Like, I, I just know his wife or his girlfriend. I don't know his uh, relationship status. I know whoever is the woman in his life has got some things to say to him. But bro, what? He's like, look, I'm like, baby, I'm still bringing home five million a year. Like, come on. Hey, could have been twenty. It could have been twenty. <laughs> it could have been twenty. You know, oh man, that's terrible. That's hilarious. Speaking of terrible. That's how that Hall of Fame game went, in my opinion. I felt like it was just so... I was so excited for football to be back. I'm like, yay. I don't like the Cowboys, and I really don't care about the Steelers. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it just because I miss football. Mm. Man, that was just just a bland, boring game. Neither team could really get anything going too much. I mean, if you're a defensive, you know, fan, then, you know, you saw some bright spots with, you know, Micah Parsons and uh, Alex Highsmith. You know, both teams had, like, their standout players, and... But offensively, man, it was just such a drag. And I know it's the preseason, and you know you're going to get most of your twos and threes yeah. running, and it's not going to be the you know the the most transcendent game you're ever going to see. But I I don't know if it's just because the Steelers' backup quarterback situation is just to me just, just god awful. But yeah, Mason Rudolph definitely is not going to be that man once uh, Big Ben's gone. Dwayne Haskins definitely not going to be him. I mean, Joshua Dobbs is probably their best bet, and yeah, that dude's bald and got no eyebrows. So like, how far does that go? <laughs> but anywho Yeah man I don't I don't know And really I thought Shout out to Big Ben For kind of resurrecting Like Fans Belief in him Like cause like I think it was like a, Three years ago I thought he was done Like I thought Like I'm like The Steelers need to move on From Big Ben Before it's too late Yeah there's a lot of Retirement rumors Going yeah, around him too Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think they won like around uh, I want to say eleven games, and so if I can remember, remember correctly, but yeah, like even this season they didn't do half bad. I mean, they lost to the Browns, which everybody thought they should have won because the Browns didn't have their head coach, and they were missing some players. But hey. yeah, that, that that meltdown they had. They started off the season what eleven and zero, and finished off like one and four, one and five, Something like that. Like including that playoff loss, I was like. Man, imagine all that momentum. Like you and you in a locker room, mm. all season. Yeah, you whooping up on everybody. Yeah, like oh, you take first couple L's. Oh no, it's cool, bro. Like oh, now we don't have the first seed no more. Ah, oh, dang. Now we actually got to go play in the wild card. Oh, we just got to play the Browns, Brown, man. The Browns. They ain't nothing yeah. to us. You know, we we see them twice a year. Well, Big Ben played pretty bad at that game, and they got embarrassed. That just they're, straight up, they just got embarrassed. embarrassed. <laughs> Who do you think is gonna win that division? I think I think it's the Browns' time. Same, but but part of me still can't like give up on the Ravens mm-hmm. just because I, I I really like a how their organizations ran and like the pieces that they add, but I just feel like the Browns have a better roster and their game is more suitable to win football games mm-hmm. over a long period of time because Lamar Jackson running around you know the passing game isn't as you know advanced as it should be I feel like the Browns they have a great receiving core hey I ranked them inside my you top did. 10 and then they also have the greatest you know one two running back punch right now with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb so I think that they're just more suitable offensively to win football games well, I definitely agree with you I don't really see anybody on paper nobody should beat them nobody should really compete with them in their division in, on paper I mean you think about what the Ravens have done with the running game with Lamar Jackson and what they and I'm thinking how their offense could change now they have Sammy Watkins I don't really 
you know, we never know Lamar Jackson as just the best passer, but um, his game could evolve, you know. So the possibility of what it could be is something, you know what I mean? But that's all speculation. Yeah. But on paper, just as, like, speaking as things stand right now, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be the Browns for me. I I completely agree with you. So, uh, you know, it's preseason time, as we had uh, mentioned. Yeah. You know, the Hall of Fame game we just had. Steelers took the dub over the Cowboys in that one. So, starting this weekend, we got first week of, you know, the rest of the NFL preseason coming up. Is there any specific games or any matchups that you're really looking for? Like, what, what are your eyes going to be drawn to this preseason? Okay, so, actually, it's the game's coming up on Thursday, so tomorrow. The Patriots and Washington. And so... The reason I think this game is so pivotal, well, it's two games, Patriots versus Washington and the Steelers versus the Eagles. The reason why I'm saying that is because for the Patriots, it's, and I know people get tired of uh, talking about quarterbacks so much, but it's Cam Newton, man. It's already, he's signed to a, what, another one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And they drafted, um, I forgot his name. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yep. They drafted Mac Jones. It's kind of already understood that Mac Jones is probably going to be the future. He is. Cam is, I think, 30 or 31 years old, something like that. And so we were speaking out that we spoke about this before. I hate to say it. It seems like it's just going to be a matter of time for Cam because I think it's going to be either a health thing. Like Cam, I feel like if Cam gets hurt this season and Mac Jones is, you know, starts because Cam is hurt and Mac Jones doesn't even have to do. He doesn't have to be extraordinary. He can do just moderately well. That's the end of Cam Newton's starting career as a quarterback. That's the end. That's it. Because every other team that we've seen, for the most part, has a starting quarterback. And they, like, they're actual starters. You know what I mean? They're not just like some kind of makeshift. Maybe he can kind of hold his own like a Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, like, like a bridge a Fitz, quarterback situation. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Or Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? So yeah, That's the one thing that the NFL has really been like big on like the last couple of years I've noticed is that like it seems like almost every Hey, everybody, it's me, Charles Carter III at the Breakroom Podcast. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties and the show was unfortunately cut short, but we will be back with you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we'll have a complete show for you next week. Take it easy. We'll see you next time.